Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to RL Aftershock, a very special shortened edition of RL Aftershock, uh, mostly because we're actually uh, doing this before any of the content has actually come out for the weekend. <laughs> so uh, uh, good going on me for overscheduling and overbooking myself for events that I probably should have no right doing. My name is Switchblade Jay. Joining me is Digital Bacon, as he always does in this special episode. Um, fun weeks overall, would you say, mm-hmm. Bacon, for yourself? Yeah, good, good I week. Mean, I, I, I wouldn't mean, say it's been fun for me, so fuck off. <laughs> I, well, yeah, you've been busy um, casting. Well, I was going to make a joke with like nine to five, but it's been like three in the morning, three a.m. to Mate, nine fuck in this the fucking tournament. I'm, I'm, and... just, I'm just going to say, like, just, 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 just fuck beyond god like by far and away Ooh. like if you if you want a tournament organizer in asia that's going to do the job right you do not go to beyond god like because the toyota masters is an ex- is a perfect fucking you know um example of how not to run a tournament i see you like making your funny face like, yeah shit, i'm just there going i, I nah, see you don't want to work with them again that's okay do, no i don't <laughs> give a shit i do not give a fuck at the moment like fuck those guys like like thank you ucc for giving me the job but next time can you guys organize it because at least you know what the fuck you're doing like to be honest jay did message me the other day and go dude these guys don't know how to make a lobby you played 12 (laughs) matches of ranked cs and you know how to make a lobby what the hell is going on here it's that's a bad it's it's pretty bad when the admins start asking the casters for console commands to try and get the servers working properly Mm. like you know you fucked up pretty hard and it got so bad to the point where i would plan to do like a morning the the toyota masters in the morning and then go straight into doing tcs on the thursday uh, thursday evening so i just like power through a whole day then sleep and then go to the next morning after that um but because of the mat that this it was so delayed mm. that i actually i actually cut straight through and finished after tcs finished so and i started at three in the morning tcs yeah like, i i i, 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 I caught some of the last. vods i caught some of the vods and i was fucking annoyed because they were some really good matches um mm. and and yeah like i was i was i was I, I was honest to god pissed about that like it is so bad because i did the counting hours like we were streaming for 18 hours on the english stream 18 hours most of it wasn't even doing anything. Like I was just like, "Fuck me, just straight up, fuck me." I was, yeah, I, I, I'm not happy, buddy, this week. Um, and the problem and with that the is reason... like, you were sitting there or something for like five hours, where you've got to be ready to go, so you can't just bugger off and yeah. you know have yeah, a break I or can't... go for a nap. You've just got to be sitting there ready to go at a drop of the hat, you know. That's that's what my mum said to me. She was like, "Just come out and watch some TV." It's like I can't fucking do that because what? the match is ready to go any second. If they fix the problem and I'm like in the middle of a movie, it's like Jay English stream right now. You need to come and do this. Like I can't, I can't do that, you know. And and that's the worst part about it is the fact you don't get many breaks. They did give us a couple of like a, a, a number of slots in where it was scheduled breaks, but most of those ended up getting scrapped. And then there's some other bullshit behind the scenes that I don't want to get into because it is behind the scenes. Um, but. The bottom line is psionics, Scheist. If you're watching, go to someone decent, please. Do not go to Beyond God. Like, like for the love of Christ, I'm gonna name drop them every day. Like, this is literally one of the shittest tournaments mm. I've ever worked. I uh, literally and I'm, hope thank God do. it's not on Rocket League because, like, this mm. is the kind of thing that could drive a big sponsor like Toyota away. And if it happened in Rocket League, like with a State Farm Masters or something, then GG Rocket League in straight up. <laughs> well, I literally hope they can do a bit like what they're doing. With Rocket Street, like we said before, and they just sort of like train up one any. If that makes any sense, they've got the community out there, and it means like we're all sort of speculating. It's more because they know that 
Sarnets can control the community orgs. Like the community orgs have to work for them, otherwise they're not going to get money from it or whatever. Whereas these other companies, like you said, Godlike, don't necessarily need Sarnets because they'll have other options elsewhere. So, yeah, I'm I'm pretty I'm happy with what's going to happen with Asia. You can see it already ahead, and it looks yeah. quite good. Well, Asia is a conversation for another episode because that's mm -hmm. not what we're talking about today. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Renegade Cup, specifically the uh, Rocketeers Thunderdome that just finished up this week. Uh, we, mm -hmm. We're mostly going to dedicate the entire episode to that, just like a short 30-minute stint so we can just put that out and just be like, yeah, no live stream on Monday because Jay's working on another Counter-Strike tournament and, uh, uh, and just leave it at that. Um, which is part of the reason why we're doing this today on mm. Friday. Again, we can't do Gfinity because that's coming up tomorrow. We're not going to be around for that. I'm going to be, I'm going to be casting and then traveling to mm -hmm. Coventry on Sunday where I'm doing the Epic Land CSGO Grove or Championship. So, like, mm. the schedules just don't line up for me. They come mm. back in Monday. I can't do it on Tuesday or Wednesday because I'm working on those days as well. It's just, like, fucking hell. Like, the scheduling couldn't have gotten more shit at the end of this month. Uh, so yeah, this is what the best we're going to give you. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we will come back and do redo a recap, all these tournaments and dates and everything that's been going on, uh, in our next show, which will be live and as usual, uh, five o'clock GMT, uh, on twitch.tv slash RL aftershock. As it stands for now though, let's just talk about the, uh, Thunderdome, uh, which is going to be our main focus of today. So mm -hmm. the final stage <coughs> has gone by basically uh the, it, the mm -hmm. final stage is over we've had our eight team bracket play out in the double elimination format that it did and uh there's a few interesting results bacon um oh, yeah. just a few um uh, yeah where do we start with this one i guess we'll start with the upsets because okay. there, there are so so many upsets that you probably shouldn't be seeing happen um like at all basically like stratus beating reason gaming um method falling in the first round xl uh, well xl to a certain extent had the close match against mcon they didn't end up losing that it got close towards losing it though it was uh, um what was it it was yeah it was just back and forth each and every time so mcon kind of taking control of that whole series as a start there's what like the only one actual sponsored team made it to the winners finals which is the thing that struck me the most. I was like, this is probably a secret versus XL bracket, in my opinion, or a secret versus method bracket. But even after method's defeat, you'd mm. say XL, that still didn't <coughs> happen. Like, like what, what actually happened during this bracket that, that caused so much drama, basically, around who so, got through? Sorry, I just want to then correct on that point. The top four that got through, three of that top four were sponsored teams. So, so we can see that. This, for me, is French fries... We were saying in a break that they played out of their minds and this team has got a bright future. And this was them showing that the bubble team has got so much left to give. So next ROS is already looking very enticing. Um, in a lot of ways, I hope French fries stick together, but I could see one of these lads maybe getting picked up, you know, by a bigger team maybe to replace because we'll go on to that point. They like said with the upsets for me, Method and Reason Gaming weren't looking good during this tournament. Method no, got fourth, don't get me wrong, but this is a team, like you said, we were expecting to come second and be a very close fight for winning out. Um, and Reason Gaming dropping twice, not even taking a single game against bubble teams. I know Reason Gaming was a pickup team, essentially, for um, the GFNT Elite Series, but this is Shakaron, Pugsay, and Calix. You know, Shakaron and Calix... And Pugsay was the sub for Chakron's uh, team, the Bricks, in the RLRS. But these are all three RLRS tier players. You know, Pugsay was, the, for me, one of the best players back on that Epsilon roster uh, before they split up. 
And it just, this feels like a squad that just doesn't really know what they're doing when it comes down to crunch time with the really big, important matches. And that is the problem with a team like this. Obviously, Ty Lacto was mentioning it um, uh, in, in the Twitch chat on the podcast last mm-hmm. week. He was saying, you know, like, I don't rate this team at all because there was, you know, reason they're probably not going to be in the Elite Series next season. I have no reason to doubt that. Um, this team was going to last second because of... It's simple. Yeah, because of their affinity, you know, and, and, and that's, the, that's the pure reason why, you know. The reason are only brought in because they're owned by Gfinity and Uniland had to pull out of the last second because they're in administration. You know, that's the only mm-hmm. reason why this roster is even a thing. And, and even then, the, the players on this roster were, as you say, thrown together as a pug team last seconds that way reason had a fucking presence in the elite series so you know things as as a whole this roster is is flawed by nature it's very very core of its construction and 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 it's and and even the organization that all of it is just completely flawed beyond uh, a measure of a doubt at this point so I think that's the point is kind of driven home in the Renegade mm-hmm. Cup and the fact that they haven't actually won a game in the playoff bracket. They lost to Stratus 3-0, two ones in every single game. And then they faced up against Moplo Storo and they got cleaned up just as quickly. In fact, game three between NPS and Reason was a 14-2. They got absolutely shit on for game mm. three of that lower bracket series. Like, like, it, it, it's that like was reason you know, giving I, up. That's what it yeah, was. There. That that is that that was full on reason. Just like fuck this. Like they mm. they, they like they did not want to be here in that in in that in that sixth game. And if that attitude keeps up from reason for the rest of they, they still got what a top two more matches in the elite series. Um, mm-hmm. Plus, I imagine they might want to depending on how they want to requalify for the RLRS if they can try for that. You know, like it's it's just not a good look for this team. No matter how you how you look at the results, no matter how you twist them about. It just doesn't look good for them at all. See, because this hurts me a lot. Because last week, um, literally, because we're recording on Friday now. So on Tuesday, before all this happened, I was there like, reason? They're not going for a pre-time. It's not going to be nice at the moment. But if they stick together, they could make something work and sort of grow. Like I said, Shakron is a, is a player that requires a team for a long period of time. He is such a good player, such a good captain. But he's not good with a team right at the start because you've got to build up that chemistry. That's how he plays. Uh, Calix was an outstanding player. Like I said, Pugsey seemingly a little bit off as well here, and it just felt like a really bad day at the office for them. And I'm going through this and going, yeah, I can see after GFNT is done, these guys just disband. They all go for new teams because, like I said, Chakram there requires a team for a long period of time. He's going to have January and February to work on a new team two months in the scene of rocket league and i know he will crack completely at it he's a lad that is dedicated to it and it's his biggest strength he'll be able to form a team and i see him in rlrs next season no problem um i'd actually like to see chacaron and maybe z9 join forces i think those two um alongside i'm trying to think in my head here like who i'd like to see alongside them maybe someone like danny from stratus there i think that could be an interesting little trio but he's got to form a team in january because we're not in the state of like remember last season rorrs every team formed up at the last second you can't be doing that again these teams now we're starting to see motlo story they've been together for a good couple of months now um since i would say about septemberish time uh, French fries have been trying to work it together for a little while, and the same for Stratus now. Flux has been really on the up. Uh, Chippy coming out of nowhere for me, and then Danny has just always been about. So these bubble teams are coming through, and so your regular RLRS players like Chacron, Calix, and that, they've got to be a little bit scared here, I think, Jay. 
Yeah, and, and and especially when you consider like Chacaron's mindset at the beginning of the RLCS season when they were mm. trying to qualify for the when they when he was trying to bring the bricks and qualify through, he put a tweet out saying, "If I don't qualify, then, then I think I'm done with Rocket League, basically." Mm. And I'm I'm worried about that mindset going forward because like really like when you take a look at Chacaron's just gonna, history. Wait, over, sorry, I want to interject there and just say that mindset was because remember his two teammates on the bricks just got snatched away from he they got picked up by yeah. bigger teams. Uh, you know, Triple Trouble, now Red Reserve, picked up Speed, and PSG picked up Fruity. I can completely understand Chacron being deflated at that point. That is just what happens. But it's, I think, if any team is going to be smart, like if we want to move on to that next stage of Rock League, I'm talking academy teams, or a second team, you know, to a main roster or whatever, to try and funnel through talent. Like maybe these Gfinity teams, uh, you'd have a Gfinity team like Vitality at, uh, in RLCS with like a second Gfinity team tr uh, in the RL RS, sort of trying to funnel through or whatever. Because you do see that in other esports, it's not a thing in Rocket League, of course. But Shakuron, he can develop talent like no one else. If you look, players he's played with are nuts, and Speed and Fruity are just the the most recent examples of that, aren't they? Yeah, um, but just focusing on Shakaron individually for a moment, like mm. ever since he had his breakout moment with Endpoint, like like he hasn't had a whole lot of hits, to be honest. Like he hasn't really been an, at a whole lot of highs, which is why mm. I kind of understand his mindset overall. And if you're saying, and as you say, you know, he's a player that requires to be in a solid team for a very long time to try and make it work. And he hasn't really had any of those teams. Uh, was it one season of the uh, of Elite Series? Was it two seasons? So yeah, they were, they were together for two seasons of the Elite Series. They came first and second in both of those seasons, which kind of proves your point, by the way, about how the longevity kind of works up. But ever since then, he's bounced around from like Method, The Brick, Shaborak, so all these different sort of like different mm -hmm. projects. And none of them have ever been able to stick. Like, and when, when they do stick, like they did with The Bricks, you know, his teammates got snatched They're away nuts. for better offers. And, you know, it, it sucks for Shakaron mostly because like, you know, he, he really has just not been able... To, mm -hmm. to land a mark for like the longest time, he is a really good player as well. You know, like if if it was more like something like if this was if, if Rocket League was more like Counter Strike, for example, because in Counter Strike you have a lot of players that stick with brands and stick with teams for a, a very very long time. I'm talking like your uh, uh, was it your JWs, for example. Who's yeah, with we've been with Fnatic since. 2013 you know, it's five years part of the really same roster long, with weird it's been, been been with the same team basically the same organization among many different rosters he's gained a synergy, a synergy within that roster mm. even among the different iterations of the roster with different in-game leaders and different uh, star players like he's been there as sort of like their supporting rock element and he's only gotten better over time with it gradually better <laughs> but it's a similar sort of situation with Shakaron. Unless you can find that organization that's willing to take a chance on him individually and like secure some contracts with some other players so that way he and his team can develop together for a long, mm. long period of time. I'm not sure whether there's much of a future for him at all, you know? So on that note, the reason Reason Gaming picked up this team is purely from Shakaron. Shakaron has been in Gfinity from the very start. Everyone knows him. He's such a good lad. And so they would have initially, you know, gone to Shakaron, right, we need a pickup team. Shakaron, pick who, the, your two teammates, essentially, that will fit the bill for this. That is just so plain and simple to see, you know? And I feel like Rock League's not at that stage where you stick with a player to make a brand. It's more 
you like a player. Um, the same could be said for Hashtag United when they formed up for this season. Um, it was literally the week before drafts. And, you know, I was speaking to Doomsday about it and he was just like, oh, yeah, they came to me like, whatever team you're on now, we want to sign you purely because they like Doomsday. But if they didn't have the G and T Elite Series, these uh, orgs wouldn't be investing in Rocket League. They don't seem to um, want to go for that long, if that makes sense. And that's the difference between the scenes there. So Chakron, I'm always confident, is going to have a team. I don't see him ever dropping out of Gfinity until he sort of quits because he's now a main staple, you know. The only thing I can see, if he does quit Rocket League, he's going to become a coach. He's going to become manager of a team, and he's going to be nuts at that because I think still now his mechanical aspect is probably his biggest downfall. You know, he's starting to hit that ceiling. Um, until he gets that next big breakthrough, you know, with a lot of players, like you'll see different players sort of do steps up as they're going, and then some just like, you know, continuously go up. Chakron's one of those players that goes into steps on a mechanical skill, but that mental aspect is his biggest driving force, and that's why I think as a coach, as a captain, he is a very, very strong player because he can develop a team massively. Honestly, do you know what? You said the coaching role, and, and I think that that's pretty much the next step for him, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I, 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 think, and I, I hate to see you know, a player retire, even if an ROCS you know... team would pick him up in a heartbeat. I reckon, you know, we're looking at teams like, you know, flip side. I reckon that's a team again, that needs a coach because they always seem a little disjointed and they're starting to get stuff together. But you know, that for me is going to be what's going to take the middle of the pack ROCS teams up to top sort of level is getting in a coach. That was a previous player that knows it and is one of these strong mental players. Yeah, and again, I, I sort of like say that this probably is the next step for him because you know he he's starting to hit the the end of his playing life cycle. You know, like he's a twenty he's twenty five years old, um, and generally in esports that's where you hit sort of mm. like the the tail end of peak competition, basically. Um, you know, especially even in Rocket League, you, know, you take a listen, you take a look at like players that you would consider star players or new and upcoming talents, and 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 dudes who have set themselves up as decent talents and and, and really good players. You've got like Scrub Killer and Bluey, uh, Turbo Pulsar. These are all like around the 16 to 22 region which is where you see a lot of peak performance coming from esports athletes um mm. and shaka is starting to hit the tail end of that he's going on 26 soon I, I think coaching is the next step for him you know i i, I really think that that's where he, where he goes from here so yeah i completely agree with that and that's purely because rocket league especially as an esport is a younger esport uh you know with dota your league of legends and cs players tend to have that little bit longer lifespan just because of the nature of their scene like you said brand sticking with the players of course you don't really get that with rocket league and for me like i said i can't see him going away for too much uh too soon maybe he's got another year in it but that is purely because, unlike other esports, we don't have, you know, a tier A, a T B, 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 tier C sort of system. It is just all top tier. And now with the Renegade Cup, you're start, starting to see a bit of a B tier come into it. You know, you could argue that RL, RS, and G Fin is technically B tier as well, but they're so close to the I, RTS. To, to be and honest, like, even, even, even with, you know, encountering or counter a factoring in the renegade cup and g fin like i wouldn't say that they're like the the c tier b tier whatever you want to call it um mm -hmm. because there's no actual route to the rlcs yeah uh, which is something i've been saying for a long time you know just like there needs to be a direct route to the rlcs and uh you know there, there just isn't one other than the open qualifiers which again are pretty shitty as i, as I mentioned I've, I've already i've already already expressed my opinions on what i think of the qualifying system for the rlrs um 
I mean, you know, I'd like to find, I'd like to see Shaka and find a, a place among them as a coach. You know, I, th- I think mm-hmm. that honestly, that could be a really positive thing for Rocket League because if, if he becomes a coach and coaches a team to like really, really high standards, like we haven't really found the coach that that has che- revolutionized the way that a team plays Rocket League, with the exception of mainly Silent Echo, I'd say for Ghost Gaming. You know, he, he did some really good stuff for them. They saw some pretty, mm-hmm. pretty stuff. I was going to say, Jimmers maybe for Splice as well. Yeah, Jim is as well um, for Splice. Um, fireworks the, 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 the thing about, has been good. The, 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 thing, the thing about it, though, is that, you know, all, all of these guys, they are not really pro players uh, mm. in that sense. You know, if we had an ex-pro come forward, like, you know, a Chacron, for example, which is why I pitched him for this role, to come forward and coach this brand new sort of young set of talents with a lot of potential, mm-hmm. bring them up, teach them the ropes of the game, teach them the discipline you need as an experienced player. And if he's got that attitude as well, do some life coaching with them as well to improve their game, like... It, it could change the face of Rocket League as a whole. You know, we could be seeing some com- a, a completely new scene in in the next year mm. or so if that if something like that if, if something like that was to end up happening. Yeah, and on that same note, I expect that sort of thing to be coming up for. I name dropped it as well earlier from Doomsy. We're seeing him now do the coaching role for Hashtag United. Doomsy is another uh, great example in my yeah, opinion, actually. These players, we're going to start seeing the players that unfortunately are hitting their ceiling because that's just the natural part of it. You know, it, it, you see it in sports all the time. It's no different in esports where they're going to start hitting that ceiling. But that's just from mechanics, from that mental aspect. They're still strong, always learning, and they can give over that experience. The difference, like you said, with Sign Echo, with Jim is that is because they weren't players. So they don't know exactly one to one how it feels to be playing in competitions and all that. Whereas for Chacaron and Doomsday, for example, they're going to be able to take their experiences because they have been there and be able to apply it and really go for what they've learned because they feel and know what the players are going through and be able to advance them. So like I said, I reckon about a year's time this will be, so um, maybe season nine, season 10 of RLCS. Am I saying season nine? Season eight, sorry, season nine. That's when, yeah, you know, next winterish time, that RLCS, that's when we're going to start seeing the first of these players turn coaches and that is going to be for me an exciting time because i reckon that is when rts is going to get its sort of like vitalization when asia comes in we start to see the full fleshed out world championship scene and then the season after that maybe the changes to eu and na because we do need format changes but they're a while off aren't they still yeah, I mean, yeah, we talked about that in the last podcast. So make sure you go ahead and follow the podcast <laughs> on iTunes, Twitter, Twitter, uh, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Also, uh, uh, the like links Twitter. would be on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, the links will be on Twitter, but uh, you know, uh, also follow us on Twitter at R and After Show. So you have to excuse me because, like, going through each of these segments on the show, like, I'm completely frazzled from the late nights. Like, just again, mm. fuck Toyota Masters <laughs> and back on topic. So. We mentioned French fries for a little bit. You said that they might end up being a pretty good team in the RL RS system. Mm-hmm. Um, for certain, they made a really, really good run at this particular tournament. Now, I'm trying to see if I can bring up the results for the Grand Prix as well, seeing where they ended up. Because I do remember the, seeing them in round two out, or round one at the very least um, when they were uh, when they were playing out that one. I can't remember specifically where they came. But mm-hmm. I don't ever remember them. I don't think they actually made it to the playoffs from the last month. This month, however, I want to ask because you you have a lot. You rate them quite highly. But for me, I, I think that there was uh, that th- th- there are some questions to be asked about whether they can uh, they can go the full distance because you, you know they had close series against Methan and XL. The only real strong mm-hmm. point in their run through the upper bracket was against Team Secret where they had that four to one. So 
I don't know. I'm speculating that it's probably not probably, but might end up being a bit more of just an overperformance in this one bracket. Uh, but you seem to think otherwise. Yeah, I think the lads they've got a lot of potential to basically go far. French fries came into this. We've started seeing them in Gfinity as well, Jay. I remember we uh, casted over them a couple of days ago now. Ashville, Arju, and Saxon are these up-and-coming bubble players. Uh, Arju previously on the WLF roster when they saw a lot, a lot of praise and were starting to take names. But then, unfortunately, that roster sort of just hit a roadblock. Um, I'd imagine that was more internal struggles between them. You know, players uh, can be a bit fickle when you get arguments. And again, that's all something that you see more from younger players where they form a team together, you know, they're on their own. They don't have coaches nor any brands and that behind them. So as soon as they get to that argument, they have a fight, they just disband. And so I'm ho- that could stay the same for these guys, but I'm hoping not. Astral is a massive up and karma. RG's been around a little bit longer. I don't think he's got as much potential, but he is so solid and a great consistent player for this roster. And Saxon... I've got a lot of questions. Like Ashley, he's got so much potential, but he is very consistent. And it's going to be an interesting one because Saxon's been around a long time as well, like RG, but I just he's the one in that roster. I don't know where he's going to go, but I don't think it's going to be down. He's going to stay at least in the bubble scene. And I think with this roster, he's it's only going to propel him further. So this is a good team to stick together. And, well, their results prove it. You know, getting through to the finals in the upper bracket and then it's just that, you know, inexperience in the nerve-wracking situations that they dropped to Team Secret because Team Secret had a very easy route up until that winner's final. First match of the day for them and they just didn't seem ready for it. Like, they underestimated the skill that French fries had, you know? Yeah, and, and certainly when it comes to comparing the other three teams that were unsponsored in the uh, uh, in the bracket, you know, I certainly have more faith with French fries than I do with Stratus or Moplo Stara. Mm-hmm. You know, Stratus does some very good players, and, and Moplo Stara, I, I, haven't, I don't think I've heard of ever, any of them except for Eversax. Um, I definitely don't know Labyrinth or Sharp, I know that much, but, uh, you know, Astral, Arju, mm-hmm. these are names that hop out immediately from the bubble scene being really, really good. Uh, Stratus are great, as, you know, I know Flux, and I know Danny, as you were saying, they've been around for ages, um, but this team still has a, a lot of strength going into this uh uh, uh you know, coming into this bracket and, and obviously coming out of it they had a very very uh good performance as mm. well um but going into the next renegade uh monthly obviously they came semi-finals uh they, they came second for second place uh in this one meaning that they've uh they, they've picked up a number of points uh right now on the points table where do they stand i mean look, look at this um french fries stand at 11th place on the overall points board uh, so they've got to get a few more points to try and keep themselves in a lead. Otherwise, they're going to get overtaken by the other teams that are competing. Um, and I think maybe if they do try and qualify for the next uh, Renegade Monthly, then mm. we probably will see the true nature of this team. Was it, was it a flash in the pan? Were they able to, to go the full distance? Or, 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 you know, is this just a one thing, a one-off thing that's never going to happen again? So this is going to be an interesting thing because with the Renegade Cup, and I will say again, a lot of these teams didn't know they had to stick together. So a lot of the teams that got points in the uh, first, you know, month, let's just say from the top 16, four dropped out. Now, yeah, there's a lot more in the top 32 overall, which is like very, very concerning. <laughs> yeah, from that one. And there was a lot that dropped out essentially. So this sort of month forward is what matters most. So French fries 
have put on a great performance. They're already going to be ahead of Copenhagen Flames. So even though you're saying they're 11th at the moment, they're realistically 10th because Copenhagen Flames isn't the team anymore, you know? Um, we're looking at Bolo, who are getting low-scoring points essentially coming into round two, but if they can keep that going, they might be able to etch it out. AS Monaco, the same can be said for them. Rescue Wales, exactly the same. They're coming up, just running up short in round two, so they're doing some good stuff points-wise. Uh, WLF, uh, they are making it through very well. Northern and Method, XL, who haven't qualified yet, but getting through to the final bracket. You know, the RLRS team should make it through. Savage didn't sign up for the november one so hopefully they'll come to neon dream in december because you know all the rl rs teams should make it through shouldn't they there is no yeah. excuse for them not taking part because they should be able to smash this and steal those spots if not they're just giving up you know a trick essentially i don't know why they wouldn't it makes no sense yeah absolutely like you know all of the rl rs teams should be playing in the renegade cup um so Again, it's more of a case of the, the, the those teams versus the bubble teams. Uh, mm. and, and again, you know, trying to focus on French fries. I think that's going to be a story we might want to build up over the course of the Neon Dream if they sign up again. Um, because if, 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 if they do come back, you know, a, a top placing might secure them for that top 32 spot. And I'm really excited to see whether they'll be able to do that again. I have my doubts for this team. I didn't really mm. see much of them coming into this one. I was like, eh, mm, might be able to do some good work. Maybe they'll make it to round one, maybe possibly round two at a push. Um, I definitely did not expect the uh, the grand finals though. Um, mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll have to see how it plays out over the next course of the course of the next month. I think. Yeah, just remember as well for anyone that doesn't know the format for the Renegade Cup finals, it's the four qualified teams. Uh, they'll probably get a little buy, um, you know, a buy round, and then the next eight from points. So for me, just imagine it in a uh, bracket sense. Yeah can just see it on liquidity as well it's going to be a double limb bracket with like i said the uh, top four qualified teams getting those buys everyone else then has to filter in through behind them and french fries if they stick it this together i see them being in the eight teams that make it through points wise they're good enough for it i see rescue wales there ace monaco if they can keep their form should be there um mcon i could even see them doing that jay because they've got a lot a lot of good skill behind them a little bit upset schmookly didn't sign up so i hope they do for next season because they were a good team as well yeah I, I like schmookly schmookly are one of the teams that i expect to do well in in in, in renegade cup i said it when we're coming into this uh into the thunderdome as well i was like mm. in in this in this one they should be able to, to to go very far, but they didn't end up signing up. So they've just got two and a half thousand points just currently sitting uh, on their table. I, I hope they do again. I hope they come back for the Neon Dream because they pulled some stupid upsets during the Grand Prix. And, uh, you know, there are some teams here and there where I think we can do like a table breakdown at some point in the future. Um, maybe before we get into the Neon Dream, perhaps we want to do a, a breakdown of the table and see who we want to see, who we don't. Uh, who, who we think is going to go forward and who we think is going to be uh, falling back. So, I think uh, probably Neon Dream's too early. I'd say after Neon Dream. So before the January, right, before well, you know the what? last round of the I think that's the best time. How, how about after uh, after the new year, when we come back for our first podcast, our mm -hmm. feature will be to break down the table as it stands of the, uh, uh, Renegade uh, of the Renegade Cup. Yeah, Sound yeah good? let's do it. All right. There we are. Now you know what's going to happen in the future episode of RL Aftershock. <laughs> We've still got a few more teams to talk about. Um, XL, this is a bit more of like a, a grand scheme sort of thing for this team. Mm. Um, because while they did have a great run in the Renegade, uh, in, in, in the in the Grand Prix, they actually ended up finishing third just behind French Fries, uh, which overall in the table actually puts them directly at third 
just behind Secret, you know, who just qualified of their own right. They're ahead of Method by about 200 points total. Um, mm. But this is a great performance from them with Marky Dudar. We still have some questions about Marky. And as well as that, we also yeah. have a question about XL's current state of affairs. Because just earlier this week on, was it Tuesday? when we? Oh, yeah, it was after we did the podcast, yeah. so it would be on Tuesday. Um, we went on to Rewind Gaming and we did the, uh, the Duty Winter Series for that day. And uh, um, XL weren't actually playing with Marky uh, at that point. They were playing with uh, Breezy. Uh, at mm -hmm. that time and we were saying do you know what? actually this might be a positive move maybe excellent trialing this guy so they can you know finally phase marky out of the way uh, as you said you were saying before the podcast you know like no one wants to see rover get put down but marky is just that old dog who he's <laughs> your beloved childhood dog and he has been absolutely he's still a great player don't get me wrong but for Niels and pondex pondex to me is actually the most has got the most potential on that squad but he is the most inconsistent. That's the um, normally the work like the catch twenty two of your star players is that they're the most inconsistent one, you know. But I think for them, they need to move away from Mark Hughes. That little bit slower, a little bit not as flashy. They need to pick up the pace to be a good team. And I think Breezy was the good pickup. But when it came around to this Renegade Cup, XL did. I would say. Better than expected because I thought they would come out fourth, if that makes sense, you know, and they came out third. So I can't say put them down. They did well here, but it's just honestly, honestly. Game they won. It was a free two J and then came up against secret and four road. Like, I think them getting so far, don't get me wrong in that four against secret. There was like um, free overtime. So it's still very close, uh, just not on paper, you know. But for me, it was more because Method didn't show up that day. So if XL hadn't, you know, had the problem of Method not showing up because they were a bit of a disappointment on that day, they would have probably been dropped in round two in the semis of the uppers and then could have lost a little bit. Well, they did get dropped in round two of the uppers anyway by French fries, but they would have probably had a harder time going through things. Yeah, and I think that this particular Renegade Monthly is probably one of the best performances that XL have put on in any of the tournaments mm. that, they're, uh, that they're currently competing in. You know, Elite Series, I can't really say that they're doing great on that one. Obviously, they're bottom of their table, uh, obviously relegated from the RLRS. They've been shaky for a while now. Um, and, and, and you know, like, like again, it, it, I'm not sure what the direction this team is at the moment. You know, like they, they seem it's they seem to be better, consistently better without Marky and with someone like Breezy mm. on the board. But then you get results like this, and then the team's and then the team's attitude changes like, well, why do we need to change Marky? Marky's fantastic, Marky's doing great. Um, I didn't get to watch any of the matches, so I can't say about any of the uh, uh, about about anything else. But mm. to me, this is certainly the exception rather than the rule to the current, you know, team is better without Marky Dudar thing, you know. Just for a note anyway, on XL and G Finty, they've only played two games. Uh, the first one, yeah, weren't pretty. I'm just going to lie. That was against Method when Method were good. Um, I didn't say it wasn't pretty. The first two games, if I remember right, were overtimes. But then, like, the last, the third game, because it's a 3-0 sweep, was, like, 5-0, 5-1 or something to Method. So that's not pretty, of course. Um, and then their game against Envy, they had to sub two of their players. Uh, McLovin, the normal sub play, was put on the team. And Breezy came on. And I think that was the moment that Neil was probably saw Breezy and went, hang on a second. You, we need to get you into this team a little bit more. So 
I'm happy that Breezy's probably going to get more opportunities. They might just, XL might be there, like the players going, okay, we're probably just going to give up a little bit on the GFNT Elite Series. We're 0-2, you know, we're two losses down. That pretty much means death for us uh, further than the group stages. So let's see what Breezy can do. Put him into this situation and then maybe next season, uh, you know, in the off-season, that bring him on in. XL... They, something just needs to change. They have been on the up, even with Marky, you know, but I don't think even with that on the up that they're at the at the moment anyway, going to get back to a state where they're fighting for RLCS again. I don't think they can make top two of RLRS, but Breezy might be that exciting. Honestly, honestly like, like, you know, I think Breezy might be able to get them in the RLRS, but even if they do make RLRS next season with Marky, I don't see them getting even top four. Like, you know, as yeah. you say, like, there, there needs to be a fundamental shift in, in, in the current status of EXO. Otherwise, you know, they're, they're, other than that, they're a complete shadow of their former selves. Like, they are nowhere near the XL that used to be in the RLCS. Nowhere mm -hmm. near the XL that even held on to the uh, RLRS spots, if I recall correctly. Yeah, they held on to an RLRS spot in the last season. So, it's barely what it's getting their teeth, I might add. Um, so, you know, they're, they're not... They're they're not the team that that that, that XL used to be in Rocket League, mm. you know? and I still remember when XL first picked up a team in Rocket League, and I was like, shit, actually, this is actually relatively good. They this might go awesome. places. I like but, XL as an org. <laughs> my own opinion's reserved. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, you know, like again, like right now, it just doesn't feel like the team's working. And again, I, I feel like the main thing to do is to replace Marky. I don't, I don't, I don't think there's a whole lot of controversy in saying that. It's saddening, again, as you say, it's like, it's like the poor dog Rover, as, as you were mentioning earlier, mm. but it's a change, I think, that needs to come through for the better. For, especially, they need especially to go for get a, a new, fresh talent onto the team that is going to give them so much passion. And if Breezy is that, that sort of like feeling does uh, fall on to other players, doesn't it? it it's uh, contagious being so passionate and wanting to win. At the moment, you like you know, season two of Lan, Marky fist pumping in the air, and that you, I haven't even seen him smile for a while unless he's doing the eyebrows for a G Finty <laughs> interview, and that is the problem. He just seems, unless it is in front of a camera because he's got to, he doesn't feel like he's putting in the effort. And I hope I'm wrong in that. You know, behind the scenes, he is really wanting this, but as an outward opinion, with all the results that's been shown with how he plays on the pitch, it just seems like he's tired, if that makes sense. And mm. I, I think he's going to be definitely... enough one of these players we're talking about that would go on to be in a coach. Yeah, like I, I definitely, I definitely, and that is good. I definitely think tired is the, uh, uh, I think I definitely think tired is the right word for Marky because he's been doing this for years. Like he, mm. he's, he's one of the OG. He's an OG. He, he, he's one of the only players that was playing professional Rocket League back in 2015 that's still playing at a higher level today like you know the, the, i don't i can't even think of anybody off the top of my head who who from back in there was still around other than maybe the original flipside tactics guys with um um fucking what's his name cooks uh cooks here that's it out you know th th those are like the are those are the only three names i can think of we could probably sit here for the next hour and probably like just like discuss names and think think of things but you know yeah for me you and then you've got na on top and then, which... and then na is a whole other fucking can of worms mm. and it's like you know like who from there was an og like marky certainly has 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 tired himself out by doing all this and, and as you say like it definitely feels like that's the attitude from his play style from his on-camera interviews his media stuff you know again mm. 
do a shackle my friend go do it take 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 the go out on the high note you know it sucks that i won't get to use my land chant for when you like you know score a goal um the one that i've never revealed to anybody except for craftman when i was drunk at epic land um but um uh that makes me so sad now actually because i want to hear that (laughs) you weren't there on on the saturday night i don't think it was was it saturday night or yeah you were there on friday yeah you were there on a friday saturday night was when we got absolutely pissed uh, so you know <laughs> i accidentally gave my my, my shout out to craftman i didn't want to um but uh you know like there, there's, there's a special land chant if marky ever makes it back to rlcs or gfinity finals like i'm gonna use it then but until that point mm. you know i'm, I'm very skeptical of whether it will actually happen and uh, i'm very skeptical of, of marky's future as a player as a coach as you say that's probably another conversation it's we can a have new door day. to open essentially that so exactly exactly well obviously we can't talk about the tournament without talking about the tournament winners team secret came out uh, uh, swinging pretty early on in the bracket. They had some very, very... I mean, they had an easy road against Moplo, Storo, and, and Stratus. Um, but, you know, they, they basically proved who they were worth. You know, seven. Well, that's where you get the matches. first seed. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. They I mean, it. you know, they, they, don't, they only let Stratus score two goals in their entire series. Um, the only weak point that 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 that, happened, that that was, you know, the only weak point that, that I can think of is the, is the secret French fries game, um, mm-hmm. which is where, you know shit really hit the fan that's where we were like okay how the fuck have french fries just pulled this off against secret how the fuck have they um uh how have they done this against the number one seed like xl fine at a stretch they went three two to them and then against secret they pulled that four to one off and i i, I was very very shocked shocked to see this in the bracket um but other than that one result before the win the grand finals they only lost a single game in the entire bracket mm-hmm. like it, it was it was one of the most flawless results i've seen since you know um, since Dignitas' uh, last second choke at Worlds. You know, it, it, was, it was that good. Yeah. And again, that was a case of, we'll say, French fries, I think, catching secret of the trousers down. You know, they weren't ready for a team that could come in and really contest them. Like I said, XL, they did bring it close. Um, but no cigar, as you're saying, always is, Jay, <laughs> there. And then French fries in the end, so many games. This is a bracket reset, of course. French fries were close to secret. No matter how you look at, you know, most of the time it was two goals within it. The very first two games, um, one goal, and then secret just pulls away. Secret has experience. They've got endurance and they've got the metal to really be champions. So, you know, they were so close to making it into RLCS last season. If they got the top two, we would be seeing them in ROCS now. It's just Absolutely, that case. Yeah. And it's like one of the things of why we're always there, like, oh, ROCS needs to expand it. Th- this is the reason why, but it leaves a very strong C- uh, team alongside Method, who are probably in a little bit of a shaky period. I'm expecting them to shake that off, to be honest. Uh, do, you know, a bit of a Tay-Tay Swift and just get past it. But <laughs> you've got to have, and it's what makes RLRS quite exciting, is that you've got two really strong teams near enough, RLCS caliber teams, there already, alongside, you know, Complexity and um, Fnatic. So RLRS next season is, and at the moment for me anyway, is the more interesting league to watch than RLCS because it's all fresh, it's all new. RLCS for me... You're seeing the same players over and over again. It's near enough the same tactics. It's very defensive heavy. And defensive plays aren't as interesting to watch as these all-out attacking plays. It's also why a lot of people prefer NA Rocket League, where they aren't as defensive. And 
RLRS is still an incredibly high caliber of Rocket League going on. Yeah, like, you know, there's a reason why we still cover it on the show every week. It's about, mm -hmm. you know, because it's worth checking out. You know, the RLRS is in EU is, uh, you know, as you say, about as interesting as RLCS in NA, uh, which is uh, a bit of an apt analogy for the nature of this podcast. So, hey, got to get it in there somehow. You know, we're EU fanboys, and that's how we're going to end off the show today. So there you go. The Thunderdome has uh, concluded. We have our second finalists, uh, our second team for, uh, forward to the finals of the Renegade Cup. Uh, and that is uh, Team Secret joining Red Reserve, who they actually lost out against in the in the grand finals mm. last uh, in the last monthly. So yeah, fair play to them, obviously replicating the same performance and then going one step beyond. Um, the Neon Dream is our next monthly, and that begins next Wednesday or oh, sorry, as of, next as of Wednesday, six p.m. GMT is when yeah, the be... first match starts. Sign-ups close 4 p.m. GMT on that day. So, you know, for each yeah. day, it signs up uh, two hours beforehand. So make sure you get in first because you won't be able to do any late sign-ups with us anymore because Renegade Cup, yo. Renegade Cup, indeed. And obviously, you know, as of, as of, the, as of the, the day that this podcast comes out, that'll be within two days. So uh, make sure you get signed up. It'll be your last opportunities right now to uh, get yourselves in with that chance. Anyone can sign up and type in sign up. And of course, we'll be covering all of the results past the uh, draft phase. Uh, so uh, again, make sure you get your results in. Make sure you get yourselves a good, healthy amount of Rocket League in practice and try to see if you can take your spot in the Renegade Cup finals. And that's going to be it from us here at Aftershock today. Again, sorry we couldn't cover everything. The scheduling's pretty bad this week. Um, and again, we'll be back next week with another live show to cover off uh, this past one week and next week end of Gfinity. Uh, plus, of course, the uh, the drafts of the Renegade Cup. Also, the rival, um, the uh, what's it, the rival Autumn Open. Which oh, we yeah. Compl I completely forgot what was That's in on the calendar. Weekend. That's this weekend as of us recording they tweeted this. out the invited teams yet? Because yes, we they know have. them. Oh, they are some good invites. This is one thing I'll always say EU does better is that teams want to play. NA, yes. I know if rivals, they struggle to get the big teams. But then here for the EU, you know, this is only $1,000 online. But flip side PSG, Weed and Girls and Mouse Sports, sign up. Like, it is a massive shame because I wish we could have done this live on Monday because this is going to be a great tournament to cover over yeah. the weekend. I'm hyped. Honestly, I wish anyway. I, I I wish I had the space to fucking cover it mm. myself. Like you know, especially I, I say, you know, you, we got a little planning sheet in Rival that like tells you which cast is available and what day. And I just put on my notes for not being available on that day. It's like Atlanta. I wish I was. I wish <laughs> I was. I so wish I was because this tournament is actually going to be a lot of fun. Um, again, you know, the last the what the last EU monthly we had was the EU 1K Cup. Uh, from rival and obviously that was one of the fucking off the chain tournaments like i remember casting that grand mm. final like fuck me it was amazing and uh it's going to be amazing for this one as well so make sure you tune in make sure you check that out and again we'll be back next week with all the coverage from that tournament as well as the rest of everything going on in the eu space once again i've been switch Blazer, your host joining me has been digital bacon our analyst any final words any final thoughts for this week's podcast uh, no uh, which is really good upsetting. enough. Yeah, <laughs> good <laughs> enough. There for, we go. Just sign up once again for Neon Dream. Don't be a fool and get, sign up late because we know it happens. And just and don't make sure you add happen. subs this time as well. Don't fucking yes, forfeit. Oh, no God, excuses yeah, yeah. anymore. No more excuses. I don't care who the fuck you are. Sign up with at least four fucking players. Right. We're going to get out of here. Thanks again for joining us again. We'll tune in back next week at twitch.tv slash RL Aftershock at 5 p.m. Make sure you follow the podcast on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and on Twitter at RL Aftershock. Till then, take care, though, and we'll see you soon.